Hello, my friends. My name is Joe, and welcome to The Joe Martino Show. Today, I want to talk to you about the beautiful power of habits. I think so often habits get a bad rap in our society, and we don't see them as the potential change agent that they truly are. I want to talk to you today about how you can change anything in your life by changing your habits. This is The Joe Martino Show. Let's kick it off. You're listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. Enjoy the show. What I'd like to talk to you about today is the value of habits in our lives. I think one of the things that we undervalue as a potential change agent, as a way to actually improve our lives across the board, physically, mentally, emotionally, is habits in our lives. We tend to look at habits as ruts, and sometimes they are. Sometimes, you know, we're more in a rut or we're afraid to do new things, and so we don't engage anything. But I want to talk to you today, I want to kind of talk about how habits can be good for you. And in fact, I think most of you will agree on the stuff that I start out with that obviously those habits are good for us. We would all probably agree that the habit of regularly brushing your teeth every day is good for you. We need to brush our teeth every day. Uh, We should get clean regularly. Uh, We should find silence, time to be silent. One of the things that we so undervalue in our society is silence. In fact, we don't find as therapists, I think one of the things we talk about a lot is we don't find people who are willing to be silent, mostly because our brain runs and we're afraid of what will happen inside of our brain as it runs. And part of that is because we don't utilize the silence, so therefore we don't value it. And the more we would utilize silence, the less our brain would run. This is a very important principle to consider when you consider habits, because as you build habits they tend to take away a lot of negative things if they're positive habits, right? One of the things we often hear is bad habits are hard to break, which is true. But someone once said to me, but good habits are hard to break too, which I completely agree with. A habit's just hard to break. A habit in and of itself is neither good nor bad. It's simply a habit. And so one of the things that we need to consider is what are the habits in our life that we use and where are they taking me? If you are a long-term listener, if you've read my blogs, if you've been to a conference, if you've read my book, uh, you know that I believe actions are the third step in organizing our lives. We, We have a belief system that leads to values, that leads to actions, that leads to consequences. And so often people don't like their consequences, so they try to change their consequences and figure out what what it is that they might be able to do or not do in how they approach their life, and, and they just want their consequence change. So, for instance, if they're not a saver, if they're constantly blowing through money, one of the most disturbing financial trends in our world is people are making more money and they're saving less of it. And so one of the questions that they have to ask is, is do I have habits that lead me towards saving? In other words, what do I want to do, and then are those habits working for me? One of the things that is common amongst couples when they're in trouble is that they have habits that negatively impact their relationship. Maybe they, they, uh, they have a habit of avoiding conflict. 
well, that's not healthy. And, and the dangerous part of it is, is when they first start doing this, and when I say first, it could be for a number of years, it'll actually feel relatively good because they're avoiding the pain of the conflict, but they're accumulating the pain of the conflict that's coming because sooner or later that comes out. And I'm not saying we just need to have a habit, and sometimes couples have this. They have a habit where they, they just engage in whatever conflict presents itself and they don't have a very good emotional regulation system in place. And the thing about our brain is, is that every time we do something, it makes it, our brain seeks to make it easier to do it again, which is a wonderful mechanism. You think about driving, uh, all the different things that happen there. And as you get more used to it, you know, you can drive from one place to another. You don't have to put a lot of conscious thought to it. Cooking, our our brain just, it, it just makes our habits easier. And one of the things, though, that that does is then we also, it it will shorten our steps to bad behavior. Think about the person that stress eats, that eats when they're distressed and then therefore overeats and causes havoc in their life physically, emotionally, uh, because they have a habit of how they deal with stress. Their brain makes it easier to engage that habit every time that they engage it. And so what I'm talking about today, what I'm hoping you'll leave this episode considering is the idea that you can create habits that your brain will then take and make them even more ingrained in your body that actually help you become healthier and move you towards health. And you can do it relationally. You can do it uh, personally. You can even do it professionally. It's just about putting the right habits into place. I have a friend who is an addiction specialist, and he works off of the idea that addictions should be treated from a habit point of view rather than a chemical dependency point of view. And he right now is killing the national average on people who get clean and stay clean because so much of addiction is our brain craving a habit. And so what I'm hoping that we'll do today is that we will come to a place where we look at habits as change agents for our life. And so here's the process, what I want you to consider. And, you know, a lot of times I'll ask people and they'll tell me, well, this is just who I am. I'll say, well, is that who you want to be? And if the answer is no, I'll say, okay, well, tell me who you want to be. So this is kind of an interactive episode. I want you to consider who do you want to be? And maybe you're like, you know what? There's a lot of things in my life that I do that I like, but there's this thing here that bugs me, or there's this thing here that I do that I don't like. That's fine. But I want you to take some time and I want you to kind of think about who do you want to be? What, what, are, the, what are the things that you want to mark your life? We would call this writing out your values or your belief system. I've talked about this in the past. Someday I'm going to do a whole episode on it. But who do you want to be? Do you want to be healthier? Maybe it's a what do you want to be? Do you want to be a better listener? Do you want to be a morning person? Do you want to be, do you want to write a book? What do you want to do? Do you want to be more vulnerable? Do you want to engage more people? Do you want to save more money? Do you want to start a podcast, a blog? What do you want to do? Who do you want to be? Uh, one of the things that I knew I wanted to do when I was considering this in my own life, and I, one of the habits that I think you should consider is that you should ask yourself this question regularly. Who do I want to be and how am I doing in becoming that person? But one of the things that I want to do is I wanted to be a person that cared for people who, who were just born into situations that they had no control over and that were pretty bad. So I have worked to set up habits 
of, of helping take care of those people, or as many as I can. And I don't share that like, oh, so you feel good about me or, or you'll pat me on the back. I just That's just it's something I wanted to do. Uh, when I'm working on a book, I schedule in time to write the book because here's the next question you ask. Who do I want to be? How am I doing getting there? And then what are the habits that people use to become that person? So if you research how do I write a book, the number one thing that people always talk about is you have to write, which the great paradox for writing is people are terrified most people that I know, and I don't know a whole lot of authors, I know a couple handfuls, uh, most authors are terrified of putting words to paper and then asking people, hey, what do you think of what I've written? Which is the whole point behind a book. Hey, here, read this, and hopefully it'll impact your life. And so they avoid writing. And so a habit that you have to have is you have to create space to write. Uh, a couple years ago, I realized I needed to do more to get healthier. Right? I want to become a healthier person. And so what I did was, is I scheduled in time for the gym. And one of the things that my wife and I talk about regularly is, okay, I want to go to the gym. I want to write a book. I got to do these things for the business. Where does all the time come from? And sometimes I have to step back and say, okay, well, that isn't working. What do I need to do differently? Right? So who do I want to be? What are the behaviors that, that per the people who are successfully doing that do? And then can I automate those behaviors into my life. In other words, can I set up things so that I do those until they just become habits where I would feel weird if I didn't do them? Uh, not John Gottman, the gentleman who, William Glasser created uh, the, the theory of counseling called choice theory or reality therapy. He called these positive addictions. I would prefer to call them positive habits. If I do, if I don't do this habit, I will feel weird. So uh, my wife and I, because of, of circumstances, some which were under our control and some which weren't, we rolled into the middle part of our, our adult years or, or early middle years uh, of life with, uh, with some financial struggles because a company that I worked for went up uh, or went belly up. And so I had to liquidate my savings, even had to liquidate my retirement. And so one of the things that we've been working on is how do we catch up on retirement and how do we automate those things. So we've set up things where money is just automatically taken out of our account. It becomes a habit that I don't actually have to engage in. I don't think about it until I see my statement or I get the little email notification, hey, we're starting a transfer soon. What are the things that you want to do? Who do you want to become? So if you're a person who you're like, I'm really shy and I'd like to be more engaging in people. Okay, well, well what do people do that are more engaging like, who, who do you see that you're like, I kind of would like to be like that person. Now, here's the thing. I don't want you to become that person. I want you to engage in the behaviors that they engage in while staying true to yourself. What are the things that they do that you would like to emulate? So there are people that I really respect as fathers. And I want to emulate what they do. It's still me. It's still my expression of me. It's still who I am. But I want to emulate them. One of them is my father-in-law, and I didn't even know him when he had kids like this, but he would just take his kids with him wherever he went. Well, I'm an introvert that likes to listen to audiobooks while I drive. So by nature, I don't want my kids in my car. If I'm just really honest with you, if you just like plop me down on earth and said, okay, but you know what? I tried it, and now I'm like, hey, do you want to go with me? Uh, and this has been something that I can honestly say has happened over years. I've been able to do it. But hey, come on, let's go. Go with me. Hey, Dad, can I go with you? Yes. Just take them with you wherever I go. What are the behaviors that people who are doing what I want to be doing are doing? I know that sounds, that's a mouthful, but what are they? So like if, if you're a complainer, 
What do you have to do in order to be not a complainer? You have to be thankful. You have to cultivate gratefulness into your life. So Sean Acor, uh, who is known as a positive psychologist, I think he wrote the book called The Secret to Happiness. He has a TED Talk called The Happiness Advantage. He would say that if you were to journal three things every day that you're thankful for, studies show it changes how your brain works. What are the habits that you're engaging in? One of the things that makes a pessimist so difficult to deal with is their habit becomes something they don't see. This is the important thing to consider about habits. We often don't think about them. I brushed my teeth this morning and I wasn't even sure when I got done because my kid was running around and he was asking me questions. Yeah, yeah, buddy, yeah, buddy. And I had to look and say, wait, did I brush my teeth? Oh, yeah. Uh, I have habits of where I put things because if I don't, I tend to be forgetful and I'll just put stuff and I'll lose stuff. And so these habits that I engage in, okay, so I tend to lose things. Well, what do people do who don't lose things? Well, they tend to be more organized. Well, what are the behaviors that are there? They have a specific place where things go. So I've developed that over time. So what does this have to do to you, with you? Well, hopefully, here's what I want you to do. And we talked about the first part. I want you to write down, what are some things you want to change in your life? What are some things, what are people, maybe you know this person, like, you know, maybe this person here is more compassionate or maybe they're more happy or maybe they're a better saver or maybe you don't know anybody like that. You're just like, okay, here are some characteristics that I want to build into my life. Let's talk about your relationship. What are some things that you want in your relationship? Do you want to be able to handle conflict well? Do you want to be able to engage disagreements well? Do you want to be a couple that builds each other up? Most people say yes, 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 and of course yes. Okay, then what are your habits? So, you know, one of the things that my wife does amazingly well is she encourages me regularly. And hopefully she would say that that is returned to her. But it's not by nature. We have to build that habit. And so what you ask yourself is, what do I want to change? Who do I want to become? And then what are the behaviors that that person's doing? And sometimes the problem is we go, or what are the behaviors that a person who's doing those does, right? So the things that I want to change, and what are the behaviors that I need to do that? And sometimes the problem is we try to go too much. So let's say you've never worked out a day in your life, and the doctor just told you you need to start losing weight. Well, you go get a membership and you're going to go hardcore and all of a sudden, you know, you're looking to see how many veins you can get to pop out of your pectoral muscles. You know, I saw an Instagram post today, uh, no mice on me, I've got too many traps. No mice on my back, I've got too many traps. Uh, some of you will get that, some of you never will. It's okay. What's your habit? Well, maybe if your habit was to never go to the gym, a win for the next two weeks is just to go to the gym and walk or just to walk for two miles, a mile, or, or maybe just walk for 10 minutes today and whatever it is you walk today, you add time to my, tomorrow. Building habits. I think one of the hardest parts of our society is when I have this conversation about utilizing habits to change your life, people want it to be quicker. Like relationally, let's say that you and your spouse are caught in a cycle where you just typically react poorly to each other, your arguments go poorly, your fights become explosions, what you have to consider is what is the habit that you need to change. The habit isn't that you get angry. The habit isn't that you feel triggered. The habit isn't that he reminds you of your ex. The habit isn't that she reminds you of your ex. The habit is what you do when those things happen that you need to change. And so the habit might just be and this is why it's cliche, but, but it's something that it's, you know, I'm going to just take a deep breath 
And in my head, I'm going to count to 10, or I'm going to say the ABCs twice, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, Z. I'm still not ready to, to respond. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y. Now I respond. And you're building a habit of just slowing down your response. Your response might still be crappy the first 15 times, 25 times, 35 times. Maybe you realize that you're a complainer. I happen to have a bit of a contrary spirit. I happen to be able to see uh, the, the, the glass half full by nature. And a lot of people, when I say that, they're like, I don't believe that because you're an optimist, which is true. I can be an optimist. But one of the things... Two decades ago, somebody said to me, it doesn't matter if the glass is half full or half empty. It just matters that it can be refilled. I was like, that's it. That's the mindset that I want. I don't want to ignore. I don't want to be so optimistic that I ignore potential downfalls. And I don't want to be so pessimistic that I ignore, that I don't ever see the positives. I want to be realistic and see both. And I want to have the wisdom to know when it's important that I bring up the negatives and when it's important that I just bring up the positives. Well, how do you develop wisdom? Well, that's a whole nother episode probably. But it starts with, and I've said this before, I had a mentor tell me one time that wisdom is knowing what is right for the short term, the long term, and for your legacy. So it starts there. Right? So if I'm in a conversation and somebody brings something up and my disagreeing with them isn't going to add to the conversation or to them, I don't have to bring it up. But I've got to develop that habit. Uh, one of the things for a long time in my life, I thought I was an extrovert. And I realized in grad school, I, I'm not. I, I actually, I love being around people, but I'm not charged up by being around people. So I have to find regular time to just be by myself. And I, I have purposely built into my life, into my schedule, time where I do things that is just me. No one else. It's just me. Sometimes it's 10 minutes, sometimes it's longer, but just building in time to achieve those benefits that I want. The, the, the gist of this episode is really simple. What are the behaviors that you want, and then what are the habits that get you there? The execution of that's really hard, typically. I was talking to a guy who's just a complainer all the time, and I said, well, every day write out five things you're thankful for and don't repeat Right? So if you're thankful for the beautiful weather today, you can't be thankful for the beautiful weather tomorrow. And he came back and said, what, can I be thankful for the continued beautiful weather? Sure. But there again, you're putting time into looking for what is the best way to say this. What is the thing that I can be thankful for? And that's building a habit. Every time you do something, your brain is trying to help you make it into a habit if it's a repeated behavior. And so what is it that I want to do? Who do I want to become? And when I say who, I don't mean like, oh, I want to be John Smith or I want to be Jane Doe. Who, what is the best version of you? If you can't take criticism, you're like, I want to take criticism. I got bad news. The only way I know how to do that is to engage purposely in conversations where you ask people, what can I do better? You want to be a better listener. What are the habits of good listeners? Well, I'm glad you asked. They tend to look the person that's talking to them in the eye. 
They tend to repeat to the person what it is that they think they're saying. They seek clarification. They seek to understand what the other person's saying before they tell the other person what they're saying. Good list now, good listeners, that the, the expression of those habits will regularly look different. But those are habits that good listeners have. You can't debate that. You and I cannot debate that. We could, but it would be a foolish debate. It would be like debating gravity. And so if you want to be a good listener, you need to develop those habits. Most of us have a cutoff habit. We listen to the point where we cut people off. Healthy couples engage in the habit of flirting. They just do. If you're married and you're not flirting, things might be good today. But I'm telling you, you're in more danger than you need to be. Because healthy couples flirt. Now, you don't have to send you know those pictures or, or flirt in the same way that you did when you were dating in your 20s or in college or in your teens. But healthy couples flirt. They regularly engage each other on an emotionally romantic level. That's what flirting is. They let the other person know, hey, I'm not only with you because I have to be, because my life would be too complicated to split, but I'm with you because I want to be, because I find you attractive. That's a habit of healthy couples. So one of the things that I love to see people do is, is, is write out, like, what do you think are healthy habits for personal individuals? What do you think are healthy habits for couples? And I, I said, you can do this for work. What, do you, what are healthy habits of a person who works in your job? Like, you know, as counselors, one of the things we tell new hires is good therapists are busy, period. If you're a therapist and you're not busy, you're probably not very good. Now, not in the beginning because you have to build your career. And that can be really hard for people to hear. If you're getting 20, 25 clients and then all of a sudden they're gone, you probably have habits that hurt you. Right? Healthy habits for therapists vocationally. They show up on time. I know this sounds like, well, no, duh. They engage more learning. They have good self-care. One of the things we're going to do an episode on self-care one day, because one of the things that drives me crazy about self-care today is, is it's not laziness. It's not like, well, anything that is just uncomfortable, I can't do because good self-care. No, no, that's not self-care. But, they, but a good habit, there is good self-care. And you have to engage in that habit. So write down your habits. What, whatever your career is, what are things that people who are successful at it What are healthy habits that they engage in? And then how many of those habits are you engaging in? What do healthy couples do? And are you and your spouse doing them? So healthy couples have regular time away. One of the things that I want to do is an episode on why date night doesn't work. In fact, I think I might actually, it might be a part of the next book I'm writing. Why date night doesn't work. Because a lot of times when people go on dates, they end up complaining. And and that drains the other person. Or they talk business. They don't have a good relationship task balance in their conversation. But healthy couples do. Healthy couples regularly get away on dates. And they, they, they energize each other through that because they, they build the habit of having a good balance between task and relationship. Now, healthy couples find time to get away from everything, whenever they can. For some couples, that might be once every other year. For some couples, it might be four times a year. For some couples, it might be once a month. There's different levels to that and different outputs that people are going through. But healthy couples, there are habits that healthy couples have that are common amongst healthy couples. And then 
as they embrace each other, as they embrace these habits, the expression looks different. So you could have healthy habits in your relationship, and my wife and I could have those same healthy habits, and we might not, they might, they might be different, right? So one of the healthy habits we have is that we get away and we go camping. You might be like, dude, I'm never going camping. Okay, that's fine. But do you build each other up? Do you find time to get away? Do you explain to the other person how much you care about them and why? These are healthy habits that people engage in. Vocationally, if you're a salesperson, a healthy habit that you have is you have to constantly be prospecting. Now, maybe your company automates it for you so you don't have to do it, but somebody has to be doing it. You have to close, which is ask for the business. Uh, if you want to get healthier, you have to regularly engage in movement and exercise. If you study blue zones, so-called blue stone zones, places where people typically live over the age of 100 and they do so still relatively active, one of the things that's interesting is they don't exercise like we do in America. Or they don't exercise like we typically think of in America because some of the blue zones are in America. But they're constantly moving. They spend very little time sitting. Think about how much time you waste in a week watching TV or Netflix or Hulu or Amazon Prime or YouTube. Just not moving. Now, some of you might do it and move, and I'm not saying you shouldn't rest. Rest is a healthy habit. Uh, last night, I read a book. I just laid and read In fact, I do it every night. I'm not doing anything. I'm just laying there reading. I play this game on my phone. It's like a crossword puzzle that never ends. Uh, I find that that helps me relax and recharges me. And that has become a habit of my life. My wife and I play a pool game uh, a digital on our phones. Because it's just, it's an odd, it's the way we rig the system. It creates a habit of us interacting. We both work together at the same place. We both run all of our businesses together. And so the temptation for us would be to always talk about work, which is not a healthy habit. So we put other things into our life, into our lives, into our life, lives, whatever that would be, so that we regularly engage in healthy habits of interaction. So here it is. What do you want to change in your life? What are the habits and behaviors that people do? that are accomplishing that? Or what are the habits that you think you need to do? So what are the healthy habits for you as an individual? What are the healthy habits for you as a couple? Whatever it is that you want to change. How many of those habits are you doing? How many of them are you not doing? And then pick one that you're going to start working on. And when that becomes a habit, add another one. Which brings us then to the last stage, which is how am I doing? You have to have a habit of regularly checking in to see how your change is going. One of the things that often happens in counseling is people come in, they're in trouble, uh, their life is, is caught in chaos and, and despair. And so they come in, they start to get a few actions, a few behaviors in, and they start to feel better. And they stop before they've been in the change process long enough to make it a habit. And often, like they'll say, you know, I think I'm better. I don't think I need to come back. And I'll say, okay, that's fine. You can, I will say, I'm not sure that you're done and here's why. And if you leave, you probably want to leave in your mind being open to the idea of you're probably going to want to re-engage the counseling process at some point in the future to make this change more permanent. And the way you do that is by checking back in on how am I doing? How is my change process going? All right, I hope this episode was helpful to you. I hope you... Uh, found benefit in you in it. Thank you so much for listening. I know you could do anything with your time, 
and I am always honored to know that you're listening. I appreciate your emails, your Facebook messages, even just your personal messages to me that you are listening. If you have a topic you'd like me to discuss, let me know. If you would like to come on the show, uh, we can do that remotely uh, through an app. And I think, I know early in, in my podcasting career, uh, which has been a little over a year now, uh, my interviews were a little rough because it was hard to hear the other person. I think we solved that uh, with the last interview that we did. Um, and we are moving forward with that. All right. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please share with a friend. Give us a rating on the iTunes store. And if you have a question for a future show, feel free to send us an email at info at You can also go to joemartino.com and click on the contact me page. Until next time, remember, change possible.